Guys, welcome back to Why Didn't I Teach Justice in School, the podcast where we take you through lots and lots of different topics, um, hopefully helpful topics that just help with life in general. So I am your co-host, Mike Finnegan, all the way in Vancouver, and alongside me uh, in the lovely county town is Mick McDermott, all over the place, Mick, how are you? What is happening, Mike? I'm good, man, I'm good. I am looking out at the blue skies here and sunshine normally it's the other way you'd be laughing on the other side of it there saying oh the weather's class and me pissing me but yeah it's yeah. times it's it's actually it's it's actually quite nice here still um but the it's got a bit it's got a bit colder so i think you've actually got higher higher degrees this week which go. is a bit which is a bit mad but look take it take it take it i got off a call there with a, with a girl she told me that um one of her friends was in spain there last week and it, it, it like rained for the two weeks bar two days oh, yeah. <laughs> she was there so she came back into ireland to this heat wave and it's like oh what a waste of money but uh, man, my my brother's away and his fiance or fiance his now wife on their honeymoon and they're away to portugal and sure didn't they jump on a plane left the heat wave and it's pissing rain in portugal and it's just like i feel bad for them but yeah, it rarely rarely rains in different countries. I don't know that like global warming is changing everything, but um yeah, look we'll 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 take what we'll take what we got in a way. We've actually had really great weather here for the last two or three weeks. Um it's hard to know because I think June is actually generally a wet month for Vancouver, so it'll be interesting to see how that goes. But look, that is um that's that's much of a muchness. Let's get into our podcast. Okay, so guys, today we're going to be talking about a topic i guess that's that's it's it's close to our heart right because we we often coach our clients through these situations where we want them to give themselves everything they need in their own life and not look for external like gratification external validation and all the other things that come with it so it was actually a quote i heard jay shetty said say um a couple of months ago now and it just re- really stuck with me is like before you need before you take anything from anyone else you need to give it to yourself or before you want anything from anyone else you need to give it to yourself and i thought it was really really powerful because basically what he's saying is that no matter how much love you get from someone else how much um validation you get from someone else compliments whatever it might be if you don't give it to yourself it's never going to be enough um so mick i'm going to let you chime in uh, like again there's no like direction as such i want to take this in but i'd love to maybe just chat in general about this and how we can actually maybe practically do this what are your thoughts yeah i feel like it's a very cliche thing especially in the whole like self-development realm if you want to put a term on it that's like you have to love yourself before you can love anyone else and you know Right, in some ways, some people are like it's a bit cheesy, like, but I can't, like, there is substance there. But I feel like it's so nearly, like, I can speak from personal experience that you would say that out loud, but whether or not you're actually living it. Like, I'd tell myself, yeah, I'm doing all these things that's, you know, is like self care. But then my inner critic, or even just my inner dialogue, what I was saying, or if I was to open up to someone and say it out loud, like multiple, multiple, multiple times, people will be like, you're so hard on yourself, you know, like I could do something really well. And then I'd be like, that's fucking shite. So it was, I didn't, that didn't go well at all. And they'd be like, what are you talking about? So that's just one example that comes in mind personally, because I don't know about you, but do you find that you can spot the goodness in other people, but not in yourself easier? 
Um, yeah, yeah, for sure. Like, I suppose I, so many different thoughts are going around in my in my head about like how this actually kind of plays out in in, in real time. I, I I suppose a big thing I would say is when I'm in a good headspace and I'm feeling good in general, I'm looking after myself and I'm doing the right things. I I can see the good in myself an awful lot more than when I'm maybe not looking after myself or I'm in a bad headspace. Do you know when you're in a bad headspace, it's like comparison. When and I, I always use comparison as a really good um kind of just metric of how I am feeling like internally. Because if I'm constantly comparing myself and feeling bad about it, then I know that okay, there's something going on with me that I'm not doing. So yeah, I can see the good in other people more sometimes, but generally i like recently i feel like i've been feeling really good myself and i have been giving myself that but i suppose saying it's one thing you know i i think a lot the, the big reason Mick, we kind of struggle with this is because it's when we're feeling our lowest we try to almost convince ourselves oh no i need to give myself low i'm feeling really low like think about it like we're, we're someone listening to this podcast chances are they need to pick me up or they, they're resonating with what we're saying right now right so they're low and so it's it's self-selecting in that like the people that come and listen to these kind of podcasts are already in a low place so when you're in a low place obviously what you're going to be wanting to do is pull yourself out of it in order to put yourself out of it you're going to be wanting to tell yourself these things okay yeah i'm going to give myself the love first or i'm going to give myself x y z but in my opinion i think it's a lot more to do with actions as it is to do with just saying things okay yeah like really good showing up for yourself if that makes sense because i don't think you can think your way to happiness i think i look back and i've learned this the hard way and i feel like nearly sometimes you, you can you know again there's a lot of the personal development i think is like it's great but it's also nearly can hold people back and as you said like like so much of it comes down to just actually doing something and like if you're in a low place and as you said everything in and not everything but like a lot of your internal thoughts is going to be sway more towards the negative. You're going to see the worst of the situation. You're going to see the worst of you, the worst of all the people. Again, I can speak from experience. And But I realise by you sitting in that there, it's nearly like sitting in a swimming pool of negativity. Whereas it's not straightforward, but if you can actually get out of that swimming pool, I'm just thinking out loud of this analogy. I haven't even <laughs> thought this through, but I'm like, if you can actually get out of that swimming pool and start to like actually you know, walk towards something that is what you would like you know it's not going to be rainbows and sunshine but it's at least moving in the right direction and i remember was it alex hermosi actually said that there is like you know he talks about fuck happiness you know quit chasing happiness and there was someone else naval ravikant he always speaks about when you i think we spoke about this on one of the other ones was like when you say that i'm going to be unhappy until i get a certain thing you're basically saying the contract or when you desire something you're basically saying that okay i can't be happy until so again it might not be slowly linked that's maybe more materialistic um going down that route that you're like oh once you get a car once you get money or once you get a house i'll be happy but at the same time when you're low you're always going to look at the things you're lacking so i don't know i think for me it's nearly going back there like well look at all the things that is and it could be something as trivial as I've got a cup of coffee here and I'm sitting out in the sunshine. Yeah, so I think cut out there, Mike, but it was basically just saying how, you know, if you can bring it back to the smaller things. And it's probably like, like it's nearly universal. All the times is you bring it back to, you know, the things that you can actually take action with. And because you know yourself, I think we all do when you're in that place, 
everything feels like you're climbing Everest. Do you know what I mean? Even if it's going for a walk or going for a meet a friend or oh, it's like, oh, you just maybe want to lock yourself away. So I don't know. That sort of has went off on a lot of tangents there. No, there, there's there's definitely a lot to be said for that. Um, and like, I I, I always I, I love the word trust. I think trust is a, is a, is a big thing. I feel like again when we're in the lower place and we're not feeling good in ourselves or whatever, like it's like, there's that lack of trust with ourselves. And in order to build that trust up, I, I, you know, I, I don't think we can, like you said, we can't think our way out of it. Like uh, thought, thoughts, thoughts obviously are linked, but a lot of the time thoughts come from a feeling you have about yourself. Um, and then thoughts can come out negatively. Whereas like when you're feeling really good, that's why like, even exercise and things like that can affect your, you know your your thoughts because if your mood goes up and you're feeling good your thoughts are that much more positive so i, th- I think thoughts is more of a, a byproduct of 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 feeling and um, what you're doing and stuff like that so yeah like you said even the small things and just actually like building that trust in yourself so like for example a, a great like let's let's go practically like let's say someone is always looking for outside validation to think to say they're good at something for example like i always relate to to ga or sportsman when i when it comes to this i'm always looking for someone else to say i played good or i am good or you're one of the best or whatever but in order for me to build the trust in myself that i feel like i'm good enough i, I have to put in the practice and i have to play it well and i have to have the statistics that back it up so that like again all them things build towards something so you can use that in any way you want you know it's like if you can build trust through evidence i guess that is a, a great way for you to because you're, you're not just going to you're not just going to give yourself love or give yourself like a compliments or validation if you don't believe it so i guess the big thing here is that showing up for yourself and you actually start doing things working towards your goal yeah is, is better than than you saying oh yeah i'm giving myself validation so i've now accepted validation for myself i don't need anyone else like you can't just do that that's not gonna that's not gonna work you're just gonna yeah and i suppose then i would like you, everyone's probably heard of that term, like fake it till you make it. That would actually, I would agree with you. Like, I, I don't really, not that I don't believe in that, but it obviously depends on the context. But like, I feel like the more you do something, the better you're going to get. So it's again, as you said, like action's going to like, for example, or the most recent thing that I can think of is like, say doing the best man speech at my brother's wedding. Um. I remember when I like literally started to prep for it, and then I read it out, and I was like, "That is absolutely shite." <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And then I read it to my sister, and she was like, "Yeah, you can't be saying that. That's not great." <laughs> but again, then I fine tuned it, and then kept re- like um, practicing, practicing, practicing. I'm not saying it went according to plan, but it went a lot better because I practiced compared to me just rocking up. I know some people do just rock up and do it, but for me, that would have been an absolute car crash. So I think me knowing that then, I actually went in this speech so much calmer compared to then in other situations, I would have been freaking out. I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to make a balls this where I'm like, look, I've done the reps, I've practiced. So I'll just go in and do my best and try and enjoy it. And it was probably one of the first times I've actually given myself that opportunity to do that and not actually, you know, get so sucked out of the moment and not enjoy it and then look back and be like, oh, I nearly ruined the whole moment there. Do you know that's right? Like, yeah yeah for sure but again that's just building your confidence like repetition yeah. practice come from standing in my bedroom practicing do you know what i mean but it's no one's yeah. ease so again yeah. hopefully people can take that in whatever context you want if it's like 
you I don't even know another alternative. Like say if I go back to like say football, for example, it could be you standing on the pitch, hitting the free a hundred times, and then you come to the championship day and you swing it over and people are like, Holy fuck, that was some score. You're like, Yeah, I've hit it a hundred times this year. Do you know what I mean? It's like repetition, repetition, and again, you can take it into any context. Yeah, yeah. That's so so true. And like the whole fake it till you make it thing as well is, is interesting and I, I agree with you. I, I don't think you can like just constantly tell yourself these things and try to try to believe them. But there's um there's a podcast I was listening to yesterday, actually. Joe Dispenza is his name. He's um uh, I don't know, I actually don't know what he is to be honest, but he's done lots of research on the human brain and you know all the different things that like like even thoughts and talking to ourselves does to us. Like it, it it ingrains a belief and something that becomes automatic habit and everything. So he basically he does he does a lot of meditations. He's all about meditations because you can almost retrain and re reprogram your brain to think a certain way. But he did talk a lot about like how you know talking to yourself in a certain way and how saying these things and think, having these thoughts can you know like can stick. But I suppose where I would I, I agree with some of that. But then I also like from personal experience, I do feel like sometimes I tell myself things and then I almost get annoyed at myself for you know like you know when you when you say you're trying to. But trying to like it fake you make it you're trying to convince yourself of something oh i'm good at x y and dead but you're getting annoyed yourself you're like no i'm not i've just proven i'm not because i've just kicked 10 wides there and i'm telling myself i'm good at it i'm not so you can get you can get frustrated but i do think like the fake didn't make it thing if it if it gets you started or if it if it gets you doing something that is practice or is working towards something i think that yeah. can be a good method but if you just if you're just telling yourself things and you've no evidence whatsoever then I don't believe that it's ever going to stick and you're just going to be literally disillusioned and then probably end up annoyed at yourself for even seeing the things you're saying. Yeah, and I think, I suppose, again, it's context-dependent, isn't it? Like, if you're telling yourself, again, we'll stick to the football example because I feel like so much of it's outside of your control. Like, if you're saying to yourself, I'm a county footballer, just believe it and I can achieve it, but you're like... Some people are never going to be a county footballer. It's as simple as that. I could sit here and try and manifest it for the next 30 years. I would not play county football for down. So definitely wouldn't play for Kerry either. <laughs> but yeah. at the same time, there's other things where, as you said, if you can get started, it's like, like say, even if it's coaching, you're like, right, I can be a good coach. So you can start to learn. You can start to listen to podcasts. You can start to coach for free. There's so many things in your control that you can put the reps in that you know you can work towards that but again I feel like it come it all just comes back to action and do this is often another tangent but I've noticed myself and even still but more in the past it wasn't really bad it's like when you're when you're in that low place and you're um you're not giving yourself that sort of compassion or empathy or self-love you can nearly turn into a victim because you're mm. doing things that are gonna be disempowering for you and then you can sit and wallow in those thoughts and you know whatever it is it's like uh i'm out of shape i'm never going to be able to get in shape or i'm never going to meet anyone or i'm never going to get the job i want or you know if you keep sitting in that thoughts and bathing in them again that swimming pool that he talked about then nothing's going to change you know and again i notice myself even dropping into that sometimes i'm like mick what are you doing you know we've been here before cop on yeah yeah for sure that's so it's so true it's so tightly linked and uh, you know it can go one of two ways you know you can become the victim 
or you can almost go the opposite direction where you're just constantly, constantly not good enough. You're beating yourself up for no matter what you do. Do you know, like you said, there are just times where you look at other people and you'd say, oh, they're, you're, they're amazing. But then all the things you're doing, you're, you're not. Um, there's always that it's almost that fine balance though, isn't it between it just just coming back to what you said there about like the whole football thing that like no matter how good some people get at certain things you're not going to ever achieve it because obviously it's like not depending on situation your ability and all that there's so many different factors that go into it but I suppose like what you can look at in that situation and a lot of that a lot of the times things like that come down to like you're trying to prove yourself worked like for me it was always proving myself worked okay I'm, I'm going to be good enough and without without football or without doing well then my self-worth is really really low so I guess as a point instead of like trying to become the county footballer it's more about like what you're actually putting yourself worked into you know what what is the actual thing that you're trying to achieve or get out of so it's like okay what is what is your value and what are you actually putting your your self-worth in so instead of becoming a county footballer, like you said, it's it's more to do with I'm 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 good enough as I am, but I'm gonna to work towards something. So it's like you see you're still working towards something and you're gonna work on improving. And then your your self-worth is a lot more based on your level of improvement to your baseline as opposed to the actual outcome of of whatever you're doing. I think that that can transmit to so many different things as well because we always base our our I suppose our self-worth or especially self-worth off of outcome as opposed to like effort or values or, or how good a person we are and i think a lot of the times that is the biggest issue it's like it's hard it's hard to give yourself it's hard to give yourself love or the self-worth when you're putting it in the wrong area if that makes sense because you're never going to get there so it's like well i'm not good enough now because i haven't made that um so therefore i can't give it to myself but if you start putting in the right areas i think that's when you can start to to maybe to find that a little bit easier, um, if that makes sense. Yeah, it does. And do you even feel then, like, do you know, like one thing you were saying there about putting it into something, but one thing that's jumping out to me is like if you're also putting it into something that's outside of your control, so like, say, for example, if it is people's opinions, what they think of you, if you're putting your whole self-worth in something that, you know, is external, <clears throat> I feel that then that's also rocky grounds, you know. Like, say, for example, I know myself in the past, and I think we've spoken about this before, that some people would maybe put their self-worth in a job, so say me as a coach. But then if, say, people end up leaving the programme, and then maybe you could say, oh, it's me, you know, and you personalise it all, and then your self-worth drops because you're so highly tied up with your identity, in the business, and I don't know if that's so closely linked. Again, it depends on identity and self-worth can go sort of nearly parallel, but it, it depends on the context. But I do feel that that's where it can get very messy. Like, again, speaking from experience, is like when it's outside of your control. Because like when you, if you go back to that football example and you are putting, I think even just putting so much of your self-worth in one basket, I feel like we all do it as like, like I look at it like when when that's stripped from you, then what again it goes probably it probably goes more down the identity path, but I feel like they are closely linked. But like for example, I had to retire at football when I was twenty, and it wasn't planned, obviously. And I feel like then when that injury happened, it was nearly that identity was stripped from it. And it's only now looking back, I realize that that's probably what caused you know a lot of anxiety and sadness and stuff, but I, I hadn't the, the mental tools to actually deal with it. But 
I feel like I had so much of my self-worth tied up on that, whereas nearly yeah. lost after it, but again, didn't realise. So that's just maybe one example I can speak personally about. No, I, I totally agree with you. Like, it's putting your self-worth into one basket is, is crazy. But, like, I, I don't even look at it as baskets. I don't think it needs to be in any one particular thing, as in, like, like external thing. I feel like a lot of the times with self-worth, it's more to do with whatever you're doing, your values are being adhered to within that. Like, you talked about the coaching. It's talked about clients leaving or you're, you're feeling, you know, you're not good enough for certain elements of it. I think, I think in the moments, it's like you're basing your self-worth a lot more off of, like, your values and how you react to that. It's like, okay, so you're standing up for yourself in that, like you've done all you could for that client and you're accepting that, that, you know, you couldn't do any more or, or maybe sometimes accepting that you could have done more and that you actually haven't um, done enough for that client. And then like, again, if you, if you could look at values, cause it, it crosses over to everything for me, like football side of things, again, instead of looking at it as the actual football itself, looking at it as, okay, me adhering to my values of, of just trying to improve and not maybe hiding or like something that I, I might do if I, if I wasn't like, if I wasn't confident, I might, you know, make excuses or just not show up or hide or like, and they're the big things I think you should put yourself worked in. It's like, okay, I gave them my all and I adhere to my values to a certain degree. And that's what makes the difference. And you can cross that over to anything that they talked about there. And in essence, I think that's actually, that's where most of us actually fall down. We start to lose ourselves trying to achieve let's just say for coaching it's a perfect example let's just say you bring in a client and they're going to leave and in order to try to keep them to stay because you feel bad if they leave you feel bad about yourself you totally change your values like something that's like for example you like i don't know change how you're running your program because of this part one person and then because of that there's this inner conflict with yourself because you're now changing the thing that you you value most which you're coaching because of it and then that's where the conflict happens it's not because the client left you it's not because your yeah. coaching program is, is actually failing it's because you're not adhering to your true self and that's where there's an inner conflict with yourself i suppose and do you near feel like that goes into then like the people pleasing thing that you're getting people 100 percent. yeah 100 feel like you're describing me i feel like you're describing me in a lot of capacity <laughs> but i feel like we all do it mike i feel like you know, it takes someone who is very, very secure in themselves not to drift back into that there. And I actually think it's yeah. such a, a great trait when I see it in people is like they stand the ground and they stick to, you know, what they value and what their beliefs is. And I'm like, that's unreal. And I feel like it's something that we can, you know, it's something that's probably very underappreciated or undervalued because, as you said, when you stick to your own values in, you're just being, again, goes back to your trusting yourself and going, no, I trust that this program is what I've built. This is, you know, if we stick with that example, it's like, if it's not right for them, no problem. You know, it's not personal against them. It's not personal on me. If they, if they want to leave or again, whatever, it could even be a relationship or, you know, it's like, if mm. they don't see the, the values then again, it's not, you have to see it that it's on them. It's a reflection yeah. of, and I think that's what I've had to learn the hard way is like, you know, you'll, you'll hear people, you know, like, make comments or whatever it is it doesn't even need to be about you directly but it's usually a projection of themselves and that's why i always like i just sit back and when i hear people like giving off about other people or you know like talking bad about i'm just like where's that coming from i nearly try and get curious and i'm like right what's going on here or do you know because like yeah in my in my head and you'll hear this over and over again is like if you're content in yourself and you're you know you're happy and fulfilled 
why feel the need to, you know, put someone else down? And it could be something very trivial, like, but I'm just like, I just like. It's, It's an interesting one to make, Craig. You mentioned the word tools there a while ago. Like the tools when you were younger, you didn't have them for for mm. to put yourself out of the headspace you're in when you when you had to retire from football, right? But uh, that, and, I, and I mentioned metrics earlier as well in terms of when I'm comparing myself to other people, I know that's a, that's a metric that I'm that, that's a sign that I, I need to kind of look at myself internally, right? And like I haven't figured this stuff out at all. Like I'm I'm working on this and I'm always trying to figure out okay how can I be in a really good place in order to make the best decisions in these situations because as you know, like when you're stressed or where you're when you're low in confidence you're going to make worse decisions than if you're high in confidence. For example, that, that client leaving, if you're high in confidence and you're 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 feeling good in yourself, you don't blink at it. It's like, oh, yeah, look, that, that's their own problem. And, and then you let them do it. Whereas if you're low in confidence, it, like you look at it yourself, oh, God, what do I need to do to get them in? And it's so true what you said about the whole tools. Like, So it's like in them situations when people are, you know, you said, talking bad about other people or whatever, they just haven't like if you if you find yourself doing that maybe that that's a tool for you to actually say okay look I I shouldn't be doing that okay why am I doing that and looking internally again and saying right that's a that's a sign that I need to change something and the foundations are an, easy, an interesting one I'm always trying to kind of figure out like what puts me at my best what makes me my most like confident or like my most kind of I don't know my freshest i guess in terms of making decisions and i haven't figured that out but there is there is definitely elements i do know like exercise is a big one for me like nutrition um like sleep is such a huge like it's all the basic stuff again it's coming back to that stuff it's like if you have all them things in place pretty well i think everything else becomes easier the stress doesn't take over as as much yeah 100 and but it's mad how i'm laughing because it's mad how those are the first things that go like yeah, true. Speaking from personal <clears throat> experience again, or clients, I'm like, oh, my sleep's falling apart, and then uh, next thing you find yourself at the deli counter and you're ordering, you know, a breakfast roll, or you're ordering takeaway on the way home from work because you're no energy to cook, and it's a slippery slope, and sometimes it's hard to get pull yourself out of that. But again, it's sort of just going right. What's you know, bring it back to that small thing, and then, like I feel like again, it's like. I think all this is like a, a is like a muscle, like a, nearly like the way I'd say to the clients is like your brain is like you're working your biceps. The more that you rewire that, that if you can, I always talk about the reset button and the easier and the quicker you can hit that reset button, the easier all this gets because you'll notice you'll start to again have the awareness and then you'll have the tools that you can go, oh, right, there's me slipped again. You know, what can I do? I can go for a walk. I can go for, you know, meet up a couple of friends or or. And again, it's there's no one size fits all. I think it's just trying to become your own best scientist and then figure out yeah. right what works for me. Hundred percent, and that that's exactly because like I said, there I was trying to figure it out for myself, but that's it's for myself. Like there's no yeah. there's no way you can figure it out for other for other people. And like it's it's so true that reset is such a big part of it because we're all going to autopilot, especially when stress comes in. Stress is the biggest thing. By far, when we go into autopilot, we find ourselves like staying on social media, staying up late, eating shit food, not exercising, talking about other people, like all, all these negative things. So, like you said, when when you can just catch yourself and say, "Okay, reset, back to basics," and have them basics, understand what them basics are. Like any client that signs up with us, like the, the big thing they get from the programs generally are like they just start looking after themselves better. And next thing, they start feeling better. And next thing, they start making better decisions. And next thing, they're at work and they're Someone, one of their coworkers says something and they start talking up for themselves. And, you know, all these things just compound and compound yeah. and compound. But it starts with the simple things of, you know what, I'm working on myself and I'm looking after myself and I'm showing off myself. And I think 
when you can do that, it just everything it tends to, to go from there. Mick, we went on some desperate amount of tangents uh, and rambles, but oh, hopefully there was a there was a bit of sense there somewhere as well. But like I guess the key take home guys from this whole session was to um just just really bring your awareness to to like all the maybe negative behaviors that you have in your life and that you're doing um and try to get back to your values so that as i said at the start you're not looking for external validation you're not looking for other people to love you before you start loving yourself because if you can start living to your values and just look after yourself and and reset when you start falling off because we're all human we do that then the more aligned you are with them long term i think the happier you are and you don't even have to say I'll give myself love or like I give myself that. You don't have yeah, to say Yeah, you don't need to make it woo-woo like. Yeah, exactly. You feel it. Like, you know when you feel good because you, you don't even think about it. It's only it's only when you're not feeling good, you start to kind of unravel things. You're like, okay, what's going on here? Why am I feeling great? And then you start talking or thinking. So um, hopefully that makes sense. Mick, have you any final thoughts? No, Mike, you have summed it up well. I think, yes, as you said, it's all about feeling good. I think sometimes... I can notice myself and it's like sometimes people can like hear that word self-love and they're nearly like sick in their mouth. They're like, oh my God, what are they talking about? Whereas it's just always feeling good. So it's like bringing it back, what makes you feel good? If you're not feeling good, where's the disconnect? And everything you said there, I feel like it ties in. So I'll, cu- I'll cut it there, Mike. Amazing, amazing, amazing. As always, guys, thanks for listening. Hopefully you got something from the podcast. If you ever need any um, help or if you have any questions about anything we talk about, please reach out to us on our Instagrams. Um, they are linked below in the show notes. I always wanted to say that in the show notes. Um, so, guys, <laughs> thanks for listening, and we will see you in the next episode or talk to you. Cheers, folks. We will catch you soon.